What every blessing to you all and welcome back to my open air pulpit. It's a very hot September morning, 26 degrees Celsius. It's been glorious every day this past week. What do they call that? An Indian summer. So I thought I would shoot up to the pulpit this morning and do a video, some practical preaching. Please join me this coming Sunday, incidentally, as I arrive at Psalm 38, which I think is week 68. And keep me in prayer as I work through the book of Psalms. Every Saturday afternoon, we are on the street witnessing to people, and we're still getting some good conversations. I guess our work when it comes to uh, evangelism hasn't yet come to an end. The Word of God says how the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. We've also ordered a new six-page gospel tract, color gospel tract, which hopefully, Lord willing, will be ready late September or early October. So we're going to keep pushing on. I know things are still serious and the calm before the storm is still all around us. I do appreciate that. And this new world, quote unquote, that we are now all living in uh, is very serious and the consequences are still to be seen. Uh, but while there's still the ability to preach and while we are still able to go onto the streets and share the gospel with lost people, we would do so. Uh, you're told to preach the gospel to every creature. Uh, you're told to endure until the end, be faithful unto death also in the book of Revelation. I know it's difficult sometimes to motivate yourself. I know it's difficult sometimes to stay focused and uh, not lose your first love, to stay consecrated, but you've got to do it because things are going to get a lot worse before they get any better. There's no way to cushion it. There's no way to uh, dress it up. Uh, this ongoing situation is probably the greatest crisis that the church has ever experienced. And uh, we all need to stay close together. I know we can't do that physically, so we have to do it virtually. We have to stay in prayer for one another, intercede for one another, and if necessary, fast for one another. I thought for this morning, I'd look at 1 John chapter 2. I wasn't overly sure what to speak about this morning. Uh, but I thought uh, it'd be good to try and do something this morning and uh, enjoy some of the sunshine. Again, we are what we eat. We are body, soul, and spirit. We are a three-part being. <coughs> vitamin D will keep you healthy, as will vitamin C and zinc. And again, just quickly, if you haven't seen previous videos, try and sleep. Uh, at the same time every night, try and wake up the same time every morning. Uh, be careful what you eat, try and uh, eat moderately, uh, abstain from all appearances of sin, all appearances of evil, body, soul and spirit like I say. What does Paul say? Let your moderation be known unto all men, but above all stay in the word of God. The scripture says I've hidden thy word. Uh, in mine heart that I may not sin against thee. So that's what is absolutely uh, critical and over the last 67 weeks working through the book of Psalms it's been incredible to really profile some of the great people in the Word of God. Of course God is the ultimate person to profile. God is the ultimate source of everything that we need to uh, get through each and every day and we, we need to worship him in spirit and in truth. But it's been a huge privilege for me to work through the book of Psalms, I mean like verse by verse. I don't think many people have done a verse by verse study through the book of Psalms. I know that the book of Psalms is predominantly a devotional book, which is true. 
and yet I've been able to prove conclusively over the last 60 plus weeks that you can cross-reference it. I mean, Paul says how, how all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. And that includes the book of Psalms. So please keep Patrick and I in prayer. We've had a lot of problems over the last several weeks and month, uh, months, a lot of technical problems, and uh, we've been under attack in different sorts of ways, which uh, I guess isn't unusual considering uh, the current climate. So keep us in prayer. We need your prayers. Uh, and if you pray for us, we will certainly pray for you. Let's look at First uh, John chapter 2. This will be a practical study, uh, nothing too deep. It's not good to uh, preach heavy stuff all of the time. It's sometimes good to uh, go back and reevaluate Bible verses to assess, uh, first of all, that we are in the faith, that we are uh, walking with the Lord. The Word of God says if we say we haven't sinned, we make him a liar, but if we confess our sins, uh, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all of our unrighteousness. That's good news. So this will, I guess, partly pitch to the standing estates uh, subject, which I've spoken about many times over the years, and have to keep preaching the subject of standing estates because most Christian leaders don't seem to either believe it or understand it. And the problem with that is if you don't understand it or don't believe it, you can talk somebody out of their salvation uh, very easily. And I can't think of anything worse than talking somebody out of their salvation. So let's start in 1 John uh, chapter 2, written late 1st century by the Apostle John, of course. And uh, let's pick it up in verse 15. Love not the world. It's difficult, isn't it? This world is beautiful, even though we are in the last days, <coughs> even though sin is all over the place, even though crime is going through the roof, and it really is. Parts of Australia are no-go areas, and parts of America, they are still attempting to defund the police. Love not the world. Of course, the world is the world system, the cosmos, as they say. Love not the world, and neither the things that are in the world. That will knock out... Uh, entertainment, that will knock out uh, sport, uh, that will knock out recreational sports. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. In other words, if you fall in love with the world, even though the world is under a curse, and Christ told you you wouldn't pray for the world, in John 17, he would pray for those that had been given to him from the world, like plucked out of the world, caught up out of the world, taken from out of the world, he would pray for those people in the context as Jewish apostles, but he wouldn't pray for the world itself, because of course the world itself is under a curse. So it is possible that a saved person can go back into the world like Demas and uh, be in love with the world. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. He's cold. He's a backslider. He is basically a traitor. James calls such a person an adulterer or adulteress. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. This also goes back to the subject of separation. Another neglected part of scripture. You'll find some holiness preachers preach against sin, which is wonderful. Exalt God, which is wonderful. Uh, neglect the old man, the new man, which is uh, unfortunate but they very rarely have ever preached against separation. 
like now you are saved, you walk alone. You don't have uh, relations with lost people. You can preach the gospel to them, like we do at our ministry every weekend. You can be civilized to such people. Paul says, live peaceably with all men if it's possible. But you don't associate with lost people. You don't hang around with lost people. You don't have business arrangements with unsaved people. Love not the world, the world system, which is under a curse like I say, neither the things that are in the world, entertainment, sports, recreational activities, stuff like that. Don't put it before the Lord, because if you do, it becomes an idol. If any man love the world, and yes, Christ died for the sins of the world, of course, but you've got to appropriate the atonement, you've got to claim it in order to be saved. The love of the Father is not in him. It's like a relationship. You have to work at your relationship with your husband or your wife, mother or father, and if you don't work at it, it starts to deteriorate. Or look at it like this. You're in a work environment, you've got a boss over you. If you don't pull your weight, they call you into the office, they give you a talking to. You get a first warning, a written warning, you get a second written warning, and if you continue to uh, just turn up when you want, slap dash work, not pour your weight, uh, be a poor employee, get a third and final written warning, and you're out on your ear. So you make an effort at work, you make an effort in your marital relations, so you need to make an effort with your Heavenly Father as well. Look at uh, 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. The world, the flesh and the devil, will come at you, whether you are ready for it or not, whether you want it or not. The world, like all of this, will always be appealing uh, to the flesh. I see people in Scotland are still pushing for a second referendum. They have this uh, delusion, I suppose, that if they leave the UK and rejoin the EU, life will be rosy, and yet, I just say this to our Scottish friends, if you are pro-independence, that you get more money sent to you from London than those of us in England get. In the UK, all the money comes from uh, the Chancellor, 11, 11 Downing Streets, and there's four nations within the UK, just a quick geography lesson, <laughs> so bear with me. Four nations in the UK, you've got England obviously, you've got Wales, Ulster, Scotland, and there's something what's called the Barnet Formula, which means that those in Scotland get more money per person than those in England, Wales or Ulster. And yet there's more people living in England <coughs> than Scotland, Ulster and Wales put together. So our Scottish friends are doing better uh, per person than anybody else in the UK. But nonetheless, that doesn't seem to bother these people. And of course you say, why are they really pro-independence? Well, they hate the English, basically. They want to break away from... Uh, London rule, as it were, and become closer to the EU. And I spent many months and probably years discussing my issues with the EU. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, let's get closer to Brussels, they say, let's ditch Britain, let's get closer to Brussels. And of course, Brussels is a socialist system. How about the US? A lot of Americans are still lamenting the departure of Trump from the White House. They think that if Trump was in office now, or if he returns in, what, 2024, he'll fix all things up. Why would you think that? 
the word of God says not to put your faith in the son of man in, in whom there is no hope. I'm seeing a reoccurrence of patriotism in the UK, which is fine, not against that, obviously not. And I'm seeing people online uh, rubbing their hands with excitement saying, look at the UK. We've now got the biggest navy in Europe, which is possibly so. Uh, the most advanced military kit in the uh, EU, which is probably so. Royal Britannia, again, they're putting their confidence in mankind. Paul says we put no confidence in the flesh. So you've got to watch some of these people who are well-intended, I know they are. Very pro their country. The Scottish are very pro-Scotland. The Americans are very pro-America. The English are very pro-England. Don't get me wrong, I love my country, but I'm not going to elevate my country over Christ. Love not the world, back to 15 again. Neither the things that are in the world. Gaming, uh, movies, documentary stuff like that if any man love the world the love of the father is not in him what a terrible indictment you neglect your wife or your wife neglects you or you don't pull your weight at work or you're not a good father not a good mother you're too busy pleasing other people your kids are going to start to suffer aren't they and like i say you get that third and final written warning you're out on your ear for all that is in the world all that is in the world the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, going back to English people are very proud of the reoccurrence of the British Navy. Okay, fair enough. But don't turn it into an idol. Well, the Americans are very uh, prideful of their uh, country. And of course, every morning, what do the kids do in America? They face the flag and they swear an allegiance to the flag. Of course, that can also become idolatry. It's difficult, isn't it? Because of course you want to support your country but sometimes it becomes an idol and i see a lot of churches in america even independent baptist churches they've got the u.s flag uh, on the pulpit and uh, they may have a couple of bible verses on the wall but many times it's just a flag behind the pastor i'm not sure about that pride of life is not of the father but is of the world it doesn't come from heaven it comes from here it comes from mankind so because of that people Many times, well-intended people can get caught up in the affairs of the world and take their eyes off the Lord Jesus Christ, which is not what we want to do. And the world passeth away. One day this world will be burnt to a crisp, and yet not completely. Peter speaks about looking for a new heaven, new earth, or new heavens, a new earth, which is absolutely so. But this current earth where Christ bled and died will not be completely burnt to a crisp it will be redesigned remolded uh, during the tribulation of course when christ comes back the earth has been reborn so it doesn't completely go out of existence but it's reborn it's redesigned and the world passeth away the world in the sense of uh the pride of life the uh lust of the eyes all that is part of this world system which keeps many people preoccupied they can spend a lot of time going through Facebook or Instagram, gaming, like I say, stuff like that, and just lose themselves, but they won't spend 20 minutes reading through the Word of God. And that's one of the reasons why the church is in such a bad state at the moment. I've always tried to give myself a target. For example, if I spend X amount of time watching something online, I do watch stuff online, I try and spend X amount of time in the Word of God. 
sometimes I get it right sometimes I don't and if I don't get it right which is quite often I'm ashamed to say I start to become dry I start to backslide I become cold and nothing worse than a cold Christian the word of God speaks about not only people who become cold and indifferent but something even worse than that they become lukewarm and if you become lukewarm uh, it speaks about the Lord just spewing you out of his mouth the world passeth away partly at the second advent like I say but more in reference to the sinful aspect of this fallen world back in Genesis chapter 6 it says how man was only evil continually and uh, was only full of wickedness and evil and the Lord said to Noah build yourself a boat bought it and I'm gonna flood the entire world and of course he moved with fear not quite knowing what to expect that's a real picture of faith incidentally we walk by faith not by sight and they boarded the boats probably was thinking to himself maybe it won't be as bad as we were initially thought maybe just possibly the Lord will allow people to board the boat and of course nobody boarded the boat only eight souls that picture is a narrow road when it comes to salvation you're only saved through a blood atonement the word of God says how without the uh, shedding of blood there is no no remission no forgiveness and that's why a lot of churches are dead they don't preach on the blood of Christ but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever I could mangle that verse and teach works and I could say this that you can't know you're saved when of course you can know you're saved John says these things have written unto you that you may know that you have everlasting life eternal life once saved always saved so we can know that we are saved but I could mangle that verse and teach works and I could do what they call a bat load the gospel and teach people that they've got to join a local church get baptized start tithing uh, produce a lot of fruit uh, prove themselves that they are really uh, saved and uh, always be asking to be forgiven every single day uh, always wanting to be born again every single day that's not what the Bible teaches of course that's another gospel you should examine yourself obviously you should walk in the spirit not the flesh and if you walk in the spirit not the flesh you can overcome the world the devil uh, and the flesh the world all around us not just a solar system which of course in of itself isn't sinful but what makes up this world system people want money they want sex they want uh, power prestige that's why people go into politics that's the lust of the flesh as a pride of life they want to uh, threaten other countries they say look at us we've got this we've got that or some churches will say we've got uh, a team of full-time pastors a team of full-time deacons we are putting out uh, tens of millions of cds or mp3s uh, all the time to go all over the world they get caught up in that level of pride and that's another problem isn't it these ministries are uh, pushing not only another gospel not only another system but they're pushing another Christ and it's so easily done go back to 15 again love not the world the word love uh, not just to be fond <coughs> but in the sense of being completely infatuated with it love not the world how long could you go without watching television how long could you go without uh, surfing the nets how long could you go without gaming I mean how long could you go without playing a sport watching sport Put yourself to the test sometime it's like people say I can give up smoking I can give up drinking or people say I can give up this or I can give up that give it a go see if you can do it see if you are hooked to that or not 
Uh, how much time can you spend in the Word of God? How much time can you spend sharing the Word of God with lost people? Do you tell people you're going to burn without Christ? This past week, we're doing street work. A guy walked over to me, middle-aged man, muttered something under his breath. I couldn't quite make it out. But I thought to myself, I think he's talking about if there was a God, why is there so many problems in this world? And I said to him, everybody believes in something. And he, he stopped, spun around, came marching back up towards me, quite close to me. And I said to him, uh, the reason why there are so many problems in this world is because, is because most people don't believe in God. And that's the truth, isn't it? If we all loved God Almighty like we should do, if we all stayed consecrated to God Almighty like we should do, if we all shared the gospel and told people the truth like we should do, you'd have a revival overnight, wouldn't you? Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. That's pretty difficult, but it has to be at least attempted. If any man or any woman, if anyone, love the world like obsessed infatuated turn it into an idol it could be a church it could be a priest it could be a pastor it could be a ministry a lot of people are very much into such things and they spend no time with the lord just listening to recordings or reading books or going to church and that's not what god wants the love of the father god the father is not in him terrifying thought and that's why most churches just fall apart uh, they become just uh worthless fruitless they just become a talking shop not just uh, evangelical churches but many times independent churches even the cults can go that way but of course in the cults they use mind control a level of psyops to keep their people in line for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes that's what got uh, lot into trouble he looked around he saw that lovely greenery around him and he, he fell in love with the land real estates and he got caught up with sodom and gomorrah and what happens the lord sends a couple of angels down to inspect the sin issue that was going on at the time and they go down speak to lot and they say to him pack your bags lot it's time to get out of here and he does pack his bags eventually and he does leave eventually as a picture of a carnal christian if ever you saw one the word of god says he was just just lot his righteous soul was vexed day and night and yet if you read genesis carefully you wouldn't have thought for one minute that lot was a saved man but he was but he was very lustful he saw all the uh greenery all the real estate he could see sodom in the background gomorrah in the background he said i want that and i want that married a pagan no doubt had a couple of daughters with his pagan wife she partly left Sodom and Gomorrah, but not quite. As they were leaving, she looked back, and the Word of God says she became a pillar of smoke. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes. You speak about, uh, or we speak about people like uh, Job, who made a covenant with his eyes that he wouldn't look upon a maid. The Lord says if you uh, find yourself lusting after a woman, or vice versa, you are to pluck out your eyes. You are to cut your hands off. And later on, you are to cut your feet off. Not literally, of course, but that goes some way in demonstrating the seriousness of sin. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes. And of course, Lot probably lost his uh, reward at the judgment seat. He's still saved, as are all of us, by the blood of the Lamb, of course. But when it comes to uh, practical living, daily living, uh, we have to really fight. I mean, Paul speaks about the Christian as a soldier having to put on the full armour of the Lord. 
uh, get the sword ready, wear the helmet, the breastplate, uh, gird up your loins. I mean, you've got to fight. And it's not easy, is it? And if you don't fight, you die. The pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. So there's a spirit in this world which doesn't come from God. It comes from the world. Again, the flesh, the world, and the devil. But the world passeth away. There'll be no more sin in eternity. Revelation 21 speaks about those outside of the uh, gate. Liars, thieves, whoremongers, uh, fornicators, dogs, sorcerers, so on and so forth. Uh, those people are obviously in hell, burning, while those, are in, while those that are in New Jerusalem are rejoicing. Again, two groups of people, the saved and the unsaved, the righteous and the unrighteous. And the world passeth away, and yet even when this world passes away, hell will still be in existence. It's been said by some, I can't prove this, but it's been said by some that uh, hell, quite possibly, will be, will be thrown into the sun. Think about that. I mean, at the moment... Uh, this world is still very hot, it's 27 degrees Celsius, and I'm burning up at the moment, standing at the pulpit, but you know me, if it's rain or shine, once I start a video, I finish it. But those in hell right now, under my feet, they're burning, they're screaming, they're having an awful time. That's the first death. The second death hasn't even come along yet. So there is a level of... Uh, uh, credibility and plausibility that hell which at the moment is under our feet will one day be possibly transported to the sun is quite possible if you think about paradise pre-christ paradise was in the ground post-christ paradise is third heaven so if paradise can be switched from location a to location b maybe possibly hell can as well but the world passeth away and the lust thereof Lust, not love. Uh, one of the reasons why you see so much sin online, not just sexual sin, but violence, uh, people just destroying other people's uh, reputations, and kids at school uh, bullying other kids at school. It goes back to, of course, lust. It goes back to jealousy, envy. And I spent four Sundays looking at Psalm 37. How you're told not to be... Uh, uh, not to fret evildoers, you're not to allow yourself to get uh, overly bothered about the unrighteous who are going to make a lot more money as the church goes further and further into the tribulation or as we get nearer and nearer to the tribulation. It's not overly clear what we see concerning the, uh, the return of Christ. We are looking for Christ, not the Antichrist, incidentally, and we're not looking for the false prophet. Uh, we're looking for Christ, like I say, but it's not overly clear exactly how much we are going to see before the church is caught up, raptured, of course. But we will see a lot more problems come our way, I do believe, and uh, we have to expect that we are all going to have to suffer a lot more. And I think one of the things that we, we will all have to really prepare ourselves for is poverty street. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. Well, not yet. People are still being destroyed uh, due to lust. Uh, coveting basically and of course coveting uh, goes back to the spirit of witchcraft but he that doeth the will of God abideth lives forever the will of God is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ over the years I've made the point not to say it very briefly without uh, repeating myself that nine out of ten churches 
and I've been a Christian 19, nearly 20 years, nine out of 10 churches, nine out of 10 ministries, nine out of 10 denominations, nine out of 10 theologians, fail to understand what grace actually is. It's not only God's righteousness at Christ's expense, it goes far deeper than that. It's a perfect one-off eternal blood atonement which was provided for the sins of the entire world. And of course you can't do anything to uh, earn it or keep it. Once you are safe in the beloved, you are safe in the beloved. Once you are sealed under the day of redemption, you are sealed like safe, like uh, locked in a safe, if you will, or sealed away uh, in a safe place, if you will. You are sealed under the day of redemption. So there's no reason whatsoever to question your salvation to worry about your destination if you board a plane for example in the good old days when you could uh, once you are seated on the plane you have no say which way the plane goes if the plane was to uh, fall out of the sky you couldn't do anything to reverse that you wouldn't know how to, how to fly the plane would you so it's the same with our salvation christ is the captain of our salvation it's down to him to get us made to be not for ourselves i know this is primitive stuff but sometimes it's worth just going over these verses to uh reassure ourselves because many of us are being tossed to and fro and uh expect more mind games to be put uh on the church but of course if your hearts are not fixed if you're not walking with the lord then of course the devil's going to come along again the the world the flesh and the devil three parts that will come against men going back to men being a body soul and spirit be that doeth the will of god abideth forever so you're saved by believing you kept saved by your faith in christ alone not by your works yes you'll have some works obviously but not much to write home about i've been a christian like i say nearly 20 years and most of the people that i can think of if not the vast majority of people that i can think of are not really doing much for the lord and i include myself if I was to sit down and write down a sheet of paper what I've done over the last six months, it'd be pitiful. Pitiful. So I wouldn't even be stupid enough to do that. I've got nothing to hope for, nothing to uh, say at the judgment seat of Christ. The Apostle Paul says how the entire world uh, will have their mouth stopped and will become guilty before God. But thank God I've got an attorney who's ready to represent me and step into the room if necessary. When the devil gets working on me and picks out all of my flaws all of my sins and yes there are many and he'll say but i i have atoned for james battell i covered his sins two thousand years ago he believed on me 19 years ago a transaction took place i gave him my righteousness and i took his and nailed it to the cross i mean who can improve on that i watch clips online muslims at speaker's corner trying to big up as they say their prophet muhammad and their god allah and i watch uh christians and god bless those christians who go to speaker's corner i've been there twice trying to repel some of the islamic nonsense and exalt christ which is wonderful praise god for that and it's really quite sad in fact because a lot of these muslims are very religious very devout they pray five times a day, they face towards Mecca, they give, what, 10% of their money to charity, uh, but they're still lost. They're like the Jews in Daniel's day, uh, or in Jesus' day, 
very religious, and yet always be mindful of this. It was religious people that wanted Daniel and his friends to be murdered. It was religious people who had Jesus murdered and all of his apostles. So the spirit of witchcraft goes into religion and people who are very religious do strange things. Uh, just this morning, as I was heading up to the pulpit, this elderly lady walked around the back of my property. I've seen her before, she's a Roman Catholic. She's probably well up into her, her 80s. Patrick had a problem with her. Some years ago, he was trying to share the gospel with her. She just slapped him down, started to promote her church and her wonderful parish priest, blah, blah, blah. And this morning, as I was heading up to the pulpits, would you believe it, as I walk out the back of my property, she comes right behind me and she walks right behind me. I mean, right behind me. I could feel her breath almost on my neck, or maybe not quite, but she was very near. Uh, behind me and I thought what a strange woman I've seen her a few times over the years we tried to give her tracts as I say Patrick has witnessed to her not interested there's a spirit tied to that woman and that spirit goes back to the world and that particular woman is in love with the idols in her church the church system Mother Mary uh, the Pope of Rome all that stuff and of course that's another subject for another day so I think for this morning I'm going to sign out it's a beautiful September morning, uh, keep us in prayer please as we continue to work the streets and uh, share the gospel with people. I don't want to say it's going to get uh, better because I don't, ex I don't expect it will get better. I do expect it to get worse, a lot worse. Also going back to the lockdowns over the last year, that was a picture of the sheep and the goats, the uh, wheat and the tares, Matthew 25. Stay at home, uh, don't hug a granny, uh, face, space, what was the other cliche? <laughs> and of course that was a picture to prepare people to be isolated. It's a picture of heaven and hell. You've got unsaved people playing all sorts of games on the, 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 uh, the majority of the world using uh, psyops and stuff like that, which I can't really get into this morning. and that's man's inhumanity towards mankind and that's pretty bad it's pretty serious but you wait until god steps in and doubles that triples that second thessalonians chapter 2 and when he steps in and doubles this level of delusion triples this level of delusion it's all over and i wonder how many people have committed suicide over the last 18 19 20 months loneliness uh, isolation it's not good that's why the word of God says where two or three are gathered together in my name there am I in the midst of thee so if you want to have a level of uh, fellowship if you want to be part of something if you are tired of being alone join us Sunday morning 11 a.m. as we work through the book of Psalms we break bread after the service we pray for many people and uh, if you want to send us a private prayer request please do so and we'll pray for you after the service and after every other service. So that's it for this morning. Like I say, nothing too deep, just practical preaching, just something to keep our minds focused on Christ, uh, not this worldly system. I know it's difficult. We all struggle with it. So I know I do. Uh, but I'm not looking at myself to offer anything or there's nothing in myself to be offered at the judgment seat of Christ. I got someone who lived and died for me, bled for me, has atoned for my sins.
and the word of God says he's able to save them to the uttermost that uh, come unto God by him, seeing ever liveth, to make intercession for them. You can't beat that with a stick, like they say. And if you're not saved now, if you're not planning on getting saved now, you may never get saved. What do they say? 150,000 people die every 24 hours. What's the 8,000 every hour? Of course, as people are dying, people are being born into this world system. That shows how balanced God is. He's got it completely fine-tuned. He is the great architect, not Yabulon, that demonic god in Freemasonry, but Jehovah God, Jehovah Jireh, uh, Elohim, the great God Almighty, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the great architect of this entire world. Give him the glory. All these secret societies, they steal the glory from Jesus Christ and they accredit it to a three-headed deity, Yabulon. But no time to discuss the Masons this morning and all what I want to do. So, so just a quick look from 1 John chapter 2. Stay in the Word of God, stay consecrated. Watch what you eat, exercise, get out, walk around, burn off uh, unwanted waste, unwanted fat, sweat as well. The Word of God speaks about sweating. That's found over in Genesis chapter 3. Work with your hands if you can, do something physical if you can but keep renewing your mind each and every day one final thing i'm working to the old testament at the moment and i'm up to the book of numbers i started back on the first of august i'm getting a great blessing i'm rereading wonderful passages i'm rediscovering wonderful truths and i'm rediscovering uh wonderful promises which have been lost and of course we do forget i know i forget very easily if i don't read the word of god every day i forget biblical truth somebody might say to me where's that passage and I can't always think where it is or somebody will say to me uh, have you heard about this particular verse or they read a verse to me and I can't think where it is that's that's on me that's on me that's my fault and I need to work on that so I'm going to sign out now and I wish you every peace and blessing and uh, pray for us we're praying for you and may the Lord God bless you all in Jesus name amen and amen